0: Hello all my beautiful people. It is time once again for another amazing episode of If You Give a Data Podcast. So this week I have with me a man that I've been trying to get on for a minute now. Um, he has had to reschedule and then I've also had to reschedule due to different things that have happened, uh, but we're finally here, we finally have him on and I'm very excited to talk with him today and that is the Iceman, Howard Moritz. Uh, I am very excited about you guys hearing this episode, uh, hearing some of the stories that he had to tell. It was a lot of fun to talk with him, and I believe that you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. And for those of you who are here just to hear the Iceman episode, welcome. I hope that you enjoy what you hear, and I hope that you stick around and listen to some of the other great episodes that we have here as well. So, if you guys are as excited as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If you, you give a dad, dad a
1: podcast. Hey, Dad. Get back in your car. Go. <laughs> get out of here. You can't be here. I wasn't about to call you Dad, so. <laughs> Seriously? Just for the, you know, the, the work rate, brother. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, she said he looked like an old piece of leather.
1: Oh, that's <laughs> wow.
0: Supernatural, which is by far one of my favorite shows, and I will be talking a lot about Supernatural. I will be quoting Supernatural.
1: Bro! Wow.
0: I just remember because they also, everybody, whenever they came to the ring, goes,
1: oh, 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 oh. <laughs> What?
0: Okay, before I get started, you ever had a design in mind and you wanted to put it on a shirt or a hat? Or a cup, but you just didn't know who to go to? Well, come on over to RL Designs where they make all of your custom needs come true. They make custom hats, they make custom shirts, they make custom mugs, they even do the tumblers and the glass mugs as well. They do key fobs, even. They have great prices and they have a reasonable turnaround time. If you need anything custom, these are the people that you need to hit up today. You can find them on Facebook and that is at R and L Designs. You can also find them on Instagram at R and L Designs19. They have a Facebook page. They have an Instagram page. They update it regularly with new products. You can also message them if you have something in mind. Hit them up today for all of your custom needs. Give them a like, give them a follow. All right, everybody. So today I have with me a guy that I have uh, had to actually reschedule with twice now. Uh, Once because I had covid and uh, I am very happy to finally have him on. He is a Missouri-based wrestler, and that is the Iceman. Howard, how are you doing today?
1: Hey, man, I'm uh, doing good and uh, glad that we can finally get together on this.
0: Yeah, me too. It's, uh, it's been kind of a back-and-forth thing. We've both had things that have come up to where we weren't able to be here, but I'm
1: glad that we're able to finally do this. Absolutely, yeah. I actually uh, decided to stay home clear my schedule and get this done <laughs>
0: <laughs> well man i really appreciate it yeah I, I i greatly appreciate you having me on yeah for sure uh, so i've i actually saw you wrestle um i've seen you once it was at the bentonville show um for crown championship wrestling um it was in march i believe it was is when you were there um I, and yeah i i believe so yeah yeah so i that's the one time that i did see you but you know i we've kind of uh, I've got you on Facebook and different things like that and everything. So I see what's going on with you and all that uh, just cause we have a lot of friends in common. And then I think we're friends on Facebook as well, but you know, uh, it, it's nice to see all the different places that people can wrestle. And I've been able to connect and network with all these different groups. So uh, it's a nice place to have to uh, kind of get to know all the different wrestlers and stuff.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So, how did you actually get into wrestling?
1: uh my story is uh just pretty much like the next guy um grew up watching wrestling um it was my gr- my grandpa uh he was just like an avid fan I'm talking like hardcore fan um so obviously anytime we'd go hang out at my grandparents' house um My family and I were uh, usually one of the last ones to leave um, to head back home because we lived the closest. Uh Um, So usually it was on a Sunday night um, while everybody else was kind of finishing up in the kitchen or the other side of the house. My grandpa would head on to the living room. I started following him and he would turn on wrestling and I got to kind of watching it from a distance and then I started going in and, sitting down and he i mean he's super serious right he was all like you can come in here and watch but i don't want to hear no noise uh don't ask (laughs) questions don't play around don't do nothing you sit and you watch this and and that's kind of how it started so um watching his passion Uh towards what he was watching i'm talking like he truly hated the heels and really loved the bad guys i mean it was or i mean the good guys <laughs> and so uh i mean it, it watching him was great and then once i got to paying attention to what was on tv that's what really started the fire right. and always wanted to do it but then you know obviously never knew you know where to go who to contact anything like that till so fast forward so many years Uh, this would have been uh, probably a 99 Um, I come across a flyer for an independent show in a town about 20 miles north of where I live and so I gathered up some friends there was nobody of like any big name value on the card but I was like the heck with it it's wrestling And, and and tickets were like 10 bucks whatever it was and so we went. We watched the show, and um, during the tag team match, uh, one of the teams that come out had a manager uh, slash bodyguard, and mm-hmm. he and I, I was like, "Man, that guy looks really, really familiar." Mm-hmm. Well, intermission rolls around. I go and talk to the guy, and lo and behold, it was somebody I knew from high school. Oh, cool! Um, yeah, he was like. <laughs> He was like a couple years ahead of me in in high school, and I hadn't seen him in like it seemed like forever at yeah. that point. Yeah. So I was really shocked to see him come walking out at a wrestling show. You know, I was like it's wild. So I was like, "Dude, how ha- how'd you get in it? I've always wanted to get in it. Let me know." Right. He introduced me to the promoter. Promoter said, "Come over to my place next weekend mm-hmm. for a tryout." and that was over in uh St. Joseph uh Missouri. Okay. And um so that next weekend I drove over to St. Joe, knocked on the guy's door. I didn't know what to expect, but what was about to happen next <laughs> just about forced me to not get to get into wrestling. So um oh. So anyway, n- knocked on the guy's door, He's like, "Yeah, just meet me around back of the house," which I thought was weird. I go around the house and there is the ring I just seen at the show that weekend prior. Oh. Okay. Um, in my in, in in my mind I'm thinking, you know, on, on the way over there I'm trying to think, you know, what I'm getting myself into. Right. Um, you know, cuz just growing up watching wrestling and about to step in the ring was about to really change my whole outlook on wrestling. Yeah. And so I was expecting to go to a school, a training facility, right something right right not this not this guy's backyard <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but it was during the summer, spring, summertime, somewhere around there, so I was like, well, okay, cool, whatever um we get in the ring, I get stretched out, I do all that stuff, and then he before showing me anything this guy grabbed a hold of me and said, this is a hip toss. And before I could say, what'd you say? He shoot, tossed me, landed on my left shoulder and partially separated my shoulder. Oh, wow. Yeah. First day in the ring. Yeah. And, um, I mean, and so all my dreams (laughs) of wanting to be in wrestling, uh, almost crashing down. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, And so that's how I got started in wrestling. Um, Now, my, you know, really got going. Once I got healed up stuff, I I did. I sat and contemplated, man, do I really want to do that? That I mean, that was not fun. That that was nothing like I've been seeing on TV all these years. Um, He was just trying to hurt somebody, it sounds like. Oh, yeah, well, and that guy, that particular promoter has, um, has quite the reputation um, through a lot of guys over the years of, you know, stealing money, uh, uh, being a crook. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, working for that guy was definitely an experience to the point where when I moved on to what I call my real first promotion. Uh-huh. Um, it made me appreciate that promotion that much more. Not right. only was it better ran, but uh-huh. there was better better wrestlers there, a better ring. Um, the building, not so much. Uh, it was kind of a, just a gutted out um, re- retail store, but it was another company in St. Joe, uh, but, they, but they ran much better shows. The guy who owned that uh, company, which was called central states wrestling federation okay um they would eventually drop the federation and just be central states wrestling mm-hmm. um basically another form of the old school S- central states wrestling through mm-hmm. um you know through the basically like the oh the central states territory which was you know kind of oh. like kansas city saint joe right you know um uh, basically you know missouri iowa nebraska yeah kansas kind of area Uh um st louis you know that kind of stuff so right um so that company was ran by a guy who had a background in um uh promoting boxing um he also worked for like i think he worked for like the local local like cable company or something so he was kind of an athlete himself. He had some friends that were great athletes who were wrestling as well. So, anyway, once I got away from the, uh, you know, the guy that was hurting people and taking their money, right. um, <laughs> I signed up. <laughs> I signed up at Central States Wrestling and um, got a whole better education from yeah. there. So once I went through like the initial tryout. Um, which totally kicked my butt it was gosh i'll 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 never forget it i just i won't it was horrible <laughs> but but once we got past that, once we got going, you know, I was going to training two or three times a week, um really learning stuff um and so that's kind of how I got started was you know basically by by chance of going to a show and just by chance seeing an old classmate. Um, who got me hooked up with a promoter that was kind of shady,
0: but which it ended up
1: ended up leading me to a better promoter and so on and so forth. So
0: right, I mean, it's crazy how those things happen too. You know, uh, just seeing somebody in there, and man, you almost—if that would happen to me, I probably would have been like, man, forget this.
1: <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> uh, you, you definitely have to have a passion for this business if uh, you're going
1: to stick around. Oh yeah, and like I said, that first that first day in the ring, and when that guy dropped me on my shoulder, yeah, it it literally about killed my passion. I mean, I I mean, yeah, it it uh, it was definitely devastating because you know my my dreams, everything was just like gone and just right it, it. it was a horrible feeling. Not only did I, you know, have a, my arm basically just kind of dangling there, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know,
0: I mean, you probably, you know, after that happened, you're like, man, is that how all of them are going to be, you know? Right. Exa- what am yeah, I getting exactly. myself I into? Like,
1: yeah, exactly. I was like, I was like, wow. It, I mean, is this what it's like? But then once I got over to central States wrestling and we actually, you know, uh, I bet it was three months before I had my first match. Yeah. Um, I'd go and train. I'd go and help set up at the shows, help tear down at the shows. Right. Get the guys like waters, whatever the case may be. I, I was, I was paying my dues. Yeah. Um, But in training, it was like we would, uh, we got, we, before we can move on to trying to do any like moves or putting together spots and sequences of, of, of the match,
0: uh-huh.
1: we would go through, we'd go through drills, go through drills and drills and drills. Um, the first two or three things I learned how to do was like a body slam and a proper way to do a, a hip toss and, and an arm drag. Those <laughs> are the only, those are the, those are the first three things that I got taught you and were it was like, like,
0: wait, I I want to know how to do that properly. Uh, yeah, hip toss. Yeah.
1: Let's get this right. So yeah, and so it was just like they would just drill that over in your head, your head before they started. And then you know the challenge would be okay, put together a match just using only those three moves, right? You know, I mean, well, besides the lockup, you know, I mean, yeah. obviously everybody gets taught a lockup first, so right, lockup, body slam, hip toss, arm drag. Yeah, that was that was my first set of moves that I learned. And then they're like, "Okay, now we're going to teach you how to piece those together. Mm -hmm. So on and so forth. So it was done the right way. Um, You know, so when I and the only reason I trained for three months and got my first match was there was a couple of cancellations like a week before one of our shows. Uh And the promoter come to me and said are you ready i said absolutely i'm ready <laughs> he's like well do you have a a name a gimmick an outfit your gear do you have all that and i said no <laughs> um and it, he's like well you have a week to figure it out
0: oh so, so so how did how did you actually get the uh the
1: name Iceman? well or where did it come that from has to, that has to go all the way back to high school uh-huh. um and good old vanilla ice that's how uh, i got that um because okay. in high school yeah <laughs> um in high school i i was always known for being like the guy who would entertain always okay. ready to put on a show yeah um i entered i entered all the talent shows um i was in our show choir where you got to dance and sing and, and stuff and hmm so a lot of the stuff I would do in talent shows, not only in school, but we had like local talent shows. I would enter them and I would rap, dance, do all kinds of stuff like that, um, wear MC Hammer pants and all kinds of crazy outfits and stuff. And so when Ice Ice Baby started to become a popular song and I was doing all that, too, so people kind of called me, you know, our hometown, my hometown's version of. Of vanilla ice, um, <laughs> and then so I, when I got into DJing, um, I needed a name, so I went with um, since my first name is Howard, um, uh-huh. I went with DJ Howie Ice. Okay, and uh, I yeah. like it. So <laughs> I like so it. I was so I was DJ Howie Ice for a long time, um, and then when I needed a, a name for wrestling, I just come up with the Iceman. Um, mm-hmm. Cause obviously I had, I'd seen it, you know, in the um, uh, comic books and yes. cartoons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, also uh Top Gun. Right. Um, and also one of the wrestlers I really liked growing up was Iceman King Parsons. Oh, okay. from, you know, he, you know, he did a lot of stuff in world class. Yeah. Um, from like st louis area he's also also did a lot of stuff like in texas and stuff obviously with world class but yeah yeah so so you mix in vanilla ice um a little bit of iceman king parsons um you know and then obviously i knew i knew the name from like like i said movies and comic books and stuff and so i just said the iceman okay so He's like, okay, so we got the name now. Now let's come up with the the character. What what is your character? Well, the first incarnation of the Iceman was a. Uh, uh, let me see. It's been a long time since I've had to had to remember this because um, <laughs> um, the promoter put together like uh, programs and would sell programs at every show right. and would you would do like spotlights of different wrestlers or who was on the card. Whatever everybody needed a backstory, right? So, right? so my backstory was I'm a former rapper, dancer, singer from Hollywood, California, turned a pro wrestler. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eventually I dropped the backstory. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm just the Iceman, you know. Um, right which is basically who I am in real life, except turned up full blast. Yeah. So.
0: Okay. Just a very
1: outgoing person that loves to dance, loves to have fun, loves to show off, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, I do know whenever I saw you, um, in Bentonville, you know, you came out to the ring, you know, and you were kind of you had your your dance moves going on when you came out to your music, and it was kind of a that funky feel music and everything. And I was like, okay, I can get behind this guy. And I think I saw you wrestle <laughs> two matches that night. I think you were in the opening match with. uh, uh It might have been Johnny Dynamite was in the opening match with you, if I'm remembering correctly. I, I think so, yeah. And then you also wrestled Justin Lee later that night, if. Um, and that was the night that he uh, had the uh the broken nose that I think happened.
1: Yes, he his nose hit my head and it broke. Yes, yes. (laughs) I've heard uh (laughs) different uh angles of this story. I've
0: heard um, I've had him on the show and he's talked about it a little bit. And then I had um, uh, Red James on the show because he was there that night as well and he was backstage. And so he told his side of it for uh, he was on the show. So now it's kind of come full circle and I've had, now I've got you on the show and everything. And uh, I, he was coming off the top rope and he hits you in the, in the head with, the, with his nose.
1: Right. Yeah. He was doing, um, he was doing a moonsault. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was trying to move out of the way and it was just, he, it was just one of those things. I yeah. mean, there's, I don't, I, not really one person to to blame. Um, it was just right. um, it's just one of those freak deals that happened. I've I've went back and I've watched the footage uh-huh. over and over. I've slowed it down. I've looked at it. I'm all like, where did this go wrong? Uh-huh. Um, and it's just like I said, just w- one of those things. I I hated it for it to happen. Um, that was the first time Justin Lee and I have ever wrestled against each other. Okay. Um, I mean, I I know who he is. Uh, you know, I, I've done some stuff in Oklahoma off and on over the years. Right. Uh, I know that's where he's kind of based out of. Mm-hmm. Um. So I know who he is. I've even wrestled on some shows that he has as well. So, um. So I was really looking forward to our match, and I thought our match was going fine until that happened, and, um. And I, I've always took pride in in being the type of guy that you could get in there in the ring with, and um, I'm going to take care of you. Right. Um, yeah. I, I was, I was taught early on to be professional um, mm. unless, unless there's a situation that causes causes you not to be professional, which right. I've been in those situations before. Uh. Um, but, um, but yeah, so I really hated that to happen. Um, I think, Every other day after that happened, I was constantly shooting him a message and checking on him and making sure he was, you know, good to go and he was fine and everything was, you know, yeah. back to normal and, um, and I see that he's you know back out wrestling and stuff again. So, but uh, yeah, I, I really hated it to happen. I just I just hated it that that right. that happened. So,
0: yeah, and it like you said, it's one of those freak things. You know that uh, the thing is is with what you guys do. There's always that chance for something to go wrong, you know, and it, it's not any one person's fault that it happens, but there are times where things just don't go the way
1: they're supposed to go. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I just recently, I think a couple of months or so ago, mm-hmm. um I gave I gave a guy a schoolboy roll-up uh uh-huh. to beat him. Um, uh-huh. and I put my left hand down to brace myself as I was rolling him up. Uh-huh. And I dislocated my pinky.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. It just popped. Up. Yeah. Yeah. But my pinky just popped out of place and I felt it and I seen it and I, and it seemed like it took the referee forever to count to three. <laughs> I'm just thinking, <laughs> hurry up and count. Yeah. Um, and that was, and that was kind of a freak thing because a schoolboy roll up is one of the it. easiest yeah. things to do. And I mean, it's a, it's used a lot. I mean, right. You could probably see it tonight. On yeah. raw. you know, it's <laughs> exactly um, and so and so yeah, you're right. I mean, what what we do is that you know wow. it that's the unfortunate side of wrestling is um at any given moment, um something can happen. So right,
0: right. So I do want to get into this a little bit. Um, what were some of you uh, so I know you told me the uh influences for your name and things like that. Who would you say some of your major influences are for like your wrestling style?
1: Um, Ric Flair, of course. Okay. Yeah. Um, mainly for the, for the persona, I uh-huh. guess for the, uh, especially since I started wearing a robe, um, mm-hmm. okay. for years and years, I never wore a robe. I've got to give credit to uh space cowboy, Jason Jones for that. He, he he looked at me, one of the shows I've worked, I worked for him. I worked for him pretty re- regular down at mid States. Yes. Um, and he, uh, told me one time he said, man, I really think you should get a robe. And of course I'm like, man, I don't need a robe. I, <laughs> you know, I've always worn like a, a flashy shirt or something like that. And I was like, man, I I just don't know how I would look in a robe. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, I, he goes, trust me. I think it would elevate your character. So I did, I come up with a design, bought me a robe and, uh, To this day, I still haven't told my wife how much I spent on that robe. So (laughs) Um, so once I started wearing the robe, I get it. Yeah. Just my entrances are different. Mm -hmm. The way I carry myself is different. Um, I go back and look at old footage of Ric Flair. And you watch how he makes his entrances. It's so, I don't know what is a good word for it, but it's, it, it's his robe. It's, it, I mean, he's not coming out and doing what I do. He's not dancing or being animated in his entrance. Right. He's just coming out in his robe. Like, <clears throat> look at me. Yep. You know, he instantly puts off that vibe of he is the man. Exactly. So, yep. Um, and, um, uh, so he's, he's a big influence. Um, as far as like my persona goes and, and, uh, um my my charisma um mm-hmm. which I've got I've always kind of had that the natural natural charisma but uh, I, I try to kind of follow suit um with with how he has presented himself yeah um wrestling style um it's kind of a mix really I don't really do much high flying stuff anymore mm-hmm. um I do more character based kind of stuff in my matches now um, once in a while I will pull out a dive um, um, but that's pretty much it I don't I don't I don't I, and I never really have been much of a like a cruiserweight kind of guy even though I'm weight wise I'm in that in that category but yeah um, but I can kind of roll roll with the with the best of them I mean I've done my fair share of brawling um, technical a um, little bit of l- lucha libre. Um, so my influences are kind of all over the place. Like I'm a big fan of Ray Mysterio, big fan of Eddie Guerrero, um, big fan of Dean Malenko, um, you know, guys like that. Um, Ricky, the dragon steamboat. Yeah. Um, macho man, you know, guys like that, you know, right. who, you know, especially the guys who are, they're big, but they're not, in that category of big guys like hulk hogan or something like that so yeah
0: yeah no i get you
1: so i i I know
0: uh that you've wrestled in uh in you said you've done some in the oklahoma area and obviously i've seen you in arkansas and you've wrestled with mid-states and they do stuff in missouri and i know i've seen uh you with new breed a lot um as well yeah um where all actually have you wrestled
1: Um, I've wrestled in the 22 years I've been wrestling. I have wrestled in eight different States.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, so let's see if I can remember them all. So that'd be Missouri, Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas, Illinois, um, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Tennessee. Oh,
0: wow. So yeah, you've, you've been around quite a bit to a bunch of different places. I didn't realize you had been in the, I guess that adds up since you said you got in in 99 um, to 22 years. So you've uh, had a a few moments in the business. Um, do you have
1: a favorite match? Uh, let's see. Gosh, dang. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of my most one of my most memorable matches that also took a little bit of time off my wrestling days uh-huh. um and and took off some miles off my body was um gosh i can't remember the year but it had to have been i had to have been in the business maybe 4 4 to 5 years maybe okay and it was, with, was when I was with uh, Central States. because my first handful of years in the business. I wrestled only for Central States. Oh, okay. And reason being is we were booked enough where we didn't need to go and wrestle anywhere else. Yeah. The promoter had built up a pretty good little, like, little territory of his own. Mm-hmm. And we were, we were running shows every weekend, sometimes every Friday and Saturday. Um, so
0: wow, that, that's I didn't busy need schedule. I,
1: <laughs> yeah. And not to mention I was working a full-time job too. Uh-huh. So, um, so yeah, my first four or five years, um, I was with just central states, but, um, I had a feud going on with, um, <clears throat> a guy there by the name of, uh, smack daddy warrior. Now see if you can picture this. Okay. Smack daddy was if the ultimate warrior and Kurt angle had a baby okay Uh, all right um (laughs) he come out with face paint on Uh uh-huh he wore the tassels on his arms all right but he always came out in a uh usa singlet all right and he shaved his head bald. huh all right so so yeah probably one of my favorite opponents um cuz we my goodness we wrestled each other a ton um we were part of the cruiserweight division and so we battled over um the cruiserweight title for quite a while yeah. i would eventually beat him for it and i held on to it for like 3 or 4 months but um our biggest match that him and i ever had was um it was after he had i believe he had recaptured the cruiserweight title by this point Cause I lost it to somebody and then he got it back. We started our feud up again. And then we had a, our final match of our feud was, um, I believe it was out in, uh, Lawrence, Kansas. Okay. I think we did a TLC cage match. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) sounds rough. (laughs) It was extremely rough. Um, (laughs) We had this uh, bright idea to take two of the most brutal matches and combine them. Um,
0: All right, yeah, that's a good way to do it.
1: <laughs> uh, but it, um, man, it 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 was an amazing match. Mm-hmm. Um, the The footage has been lost. I oh, even man. ran into, I even ran into uh, Smack Daddy here. Oh, probably about two years ago, I was up around Kansas City. I think I went to some MMA fights or something, and I happened just happened to run into it, hmm. and and we were talking about that, um, and yeah, he he can't find the footage either, because um, we we got to talking about that match mm-hmm. and how it took, <laughs> um, how it took a toll on both of our bodies uh, early on, but right, um, yeah, I, I I got knocked out cold in that match. Uh, we both lost a ton of blood. Um, we both had to be carried out of the ring. Um, oh, wow, it, uh, it was awesome. So awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I can, I can say that now, but <laughs> yeah,
0: it's funny. in wrestling, you know, I got yeah. knocked out had to be carried out, man. It was awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. It's great. Yeah. I love that.
1: Yeah. I mean, w- at the end of the day, my opinion, wrestling is just fun. And, yeah. uh, you know, some people, you know, for fun, some people go fishing, they go hunting, they race cars, they do whatever. Right. I put on spandex and beat up people. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, it's uh, you know, I, I go out and make a fool of myself, but uh, one of my other favorite matches uh, was probably a year ago by now, and it was at Mid States in Springfield, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Against um, um, a, a kid by the name of Colton Theron Vaught. Okay. I know who that he, is. He trained at Harley Race School. Um, we just, um, I was the defending United States highway champion at the time, which was a belt that I traveled to different states and defended in different companies. And, so I put that title on the line at at the at Mid States, uh, yeah. open challenge kind of thing, um, yeah. and so we got paired up and two totally different styles. He is um, a high flyer. He is high energy, high speed. Yeah, and like I said, I, I'm not. I mean, I can be, but you know, it's not once, once I catch style. up to you, right? Yeah, well, once I catch up to you, I'm going to slow you down. Yeah. <laughs> um I always I always I always tell, you know, younger guys that I wrestle with, they want to go 100 miles an hour and I said, "Nope." I said, "You can go 100 miles an hour, but as soon as you run out of breath, I'm going to walk up, punch you in the face, and it'll be done." So <laughs> <laughs> because I'm older and I'm wiser now. So Yeah, exactly. Um, but that has to be one of my most recent uh favorite matches. I mean, we I think we went for like 15 minutes. Um it was his hometown. Everybody hated me, everybody loved him and we just clicked. That's I mean everything about the match was just I mean just there. I mean it was it was one of those nights where the stars were aligned. Yeah. And and the match was not perfect mm-hmm. but pretty damn close. <laughs>
0: That's cool. I, I I love hearing that.
1: And that match can be found on, uh, well, either whatever DVD uh, Mid States has it on that you can buy, right. um, or you or you can find it on uh YouTube. It's okay. it's on YouTube.
0: Okay, I, I haven't actually seen that match, but I'm gonna have to go check it out now.
1: Oh, absolutely. I I highly recommend it. It was, but like I said, everything everything was was just great that night. How, and of course it helps when you wrestle somebody from that town, you know, yes. um, so it place was full of his family and friends. And then of course I'm pretty hated down in the Springfield area. Um, okay. Oh yeah. When, when I work for mid States, um, I'm a heel. Okay. A hundred, hundred percent. Well, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm a heel at probably 99% of the places I, I work at. So, um, but I've built up – I've been there enough between Springfield and then down in Arkansas where Midstates runs. Right, um, in, in I've Harrison. Been, I've, yeah, in Harrison. I've been there enough to where people hate me. <laughs> they they <laughs> absolutely hate me, and I love it. <laughs> so would you say that you
0: probably prefer to work heel?
1: Oh, absolutely, 100%.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of gathered that from, you can hear the smile in your voice as you're talking about being a heel. What, what's one yeah. of your favorite things to do as a heel?
1: Um, Try to make somebody in the crowd mad enough to where they want to jump the guardrail and fight me. <laughs> Has that ever happened? Uh, uh, close. Very, very, very close. That's good. Very, that means, you know, I, you're doing your job. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh oh my gosh one particular incident happened down in um Illinois right on the other side of the of the bridge from St. Louis uh-huh. um I was wrestling a show for uh Herb Simmons down at uh, SICW Yeah okay and and that's another place where I I wrestled down there for like 3 or 4 months in a row um long enough for the fans to realize that they don't like me. So I cheated to win this one match um, to where these two gentlemen took offense to how I wrestled my match and how I won and and got one on each side of me and tried to box me in. Uh Um, And one guy actually had his fists up taking steps towards me like, he was ready to fight.
0: Oh, wow. And
1: I finally was able to get one guy to sit down. And this other guy kept inching closer and closer. And, of course, I'm starting to think in my mind, if he takes a swing, I'm going to have to do something. Um, <laughs> I, I finally said, okay, that's it, man. If you want to fight that bad, let's just do it. Let's go outside right now. Walk out yeah. that door. I'll be right behind you. Yeah. He, stor- he storms off, cussing me up and down. Storms off, walks out the door. I walk to the back. <laughs> <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> oh yeah. And then so now so then when I walk to the back and I'm all like, hey, did you guys see that? And I'm standing at the monitor watching and he comes storming back in looking for me. And um, so I told the promoter about it. He said, Hey, I, I won't need you anymore tonight. It, here's your payday. If you want to go ahead and hit the road, you can there. Yeah. There's the back door. So yeah. I, I snuck out the back door. <laughs> <laughs> well, not that you... I'm not, not that I'm not confident in handling myself, but oh, right. You know, yeah. you just never know. Right. I mean, I've heard, I've, I mean, and I'm sure you've heard the stories too, of some of the old school guys in Mexico and different places like that. Yeah. They'd, they'd get stabbed yeah guns pulled on them and all kinds of stuff and you know you you just never know (laughs) so you just got to be smart you know and you did the smart thing
0: instead of uh doing that so yeah no i totally agree and that's exactly what i would have done too so
1: (laughs) oh yeah well and i i feel like i feel like i was uh i got a victory in that because i made him look like a fool which was my job yep as a heel yep and so and, and I smiled because I did my job well enough. So I had this guy so pissed off he was ready to throw hands. So and then and then I, you know, then the little cherry on top was I made him look like an idiot by storming outside to fight me, and I was nowhere to be found. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean it was perfect heel tactics on top of that, too. So you, know absolutely. I mean, you absolutely didn't have to uh
1: change character or anything, it's just that's smooth. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, and so, yeah, that's, man, that's one of the things I really, really love to do is I love to get people so worked up uh, because it brings me back to, you know, watching my grandpa get so worked up. I mean, there were times I thought he was going to break the TV and I'm thinking, Grandpa, this is your only TV in the house. You know, (laughs) don't don't break it, Um, you know, because he was that mad at the heels. so it it does make me smile not only am i doing my job mm-hmm. but it just it brings me back to watching him get so worked up and and right. and i get it you know right. i i get why he was worked up so yeah um but yeah that's that's some of my favorite things to do as a heel or some underhanded you know move or something in the ring and then try to play it off or i i love saying you know i love Telling the referee that the baby face pulled my hair. Um, <laughs> just so, <laughs> just so I can hear somebody in the front row yell at me. Well, you don't have any hair. <laughs> that's Thank you. Stuff. Captain obvious, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: that's good. That's entertaining. That's, that's, uh, that's high entertainment value right there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, I, that's, uh, one of the things that I think is a, a lost art is the, uh, the the using the ref, um, you know, when it comes to the heel. You know, the one thing that I love, even with Chris Jericho and stuff, is he would utilize the heel and the entire time he'd have them in, say, an armbar or something like that. He'd sure, say, yeah. Ask him, ask him, you know, it, it, he would just continue to do that.
1: And I, I love it when
0: wrestlers, you know, they get the ref involved in that side of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because we're we're ultimately trying to tell a story, exactly, and the ref is part of that story. Yes, and whether it's whether it's you get him involved one time during the whole match or uh-huh. multiple times, he he's part of the story. And so, since as I mentioned earlier, since I, as I've gotten older, I try to do more character stuff in my matches. So, doing that kind of stuff or saying that kind of stuff is part of my character. Yeah, yeah. Is I want I want to say stuff or act a certain way to make the fans so mad, or you know frustrate the referee so much that when the baby face punches me, yep. or knocks me down, uh-huh. they're gonna love it. Yes, they're like, finally, sh- you shut him up.
0: You know, it's <laughs> yeah. well, that's what they paid for—is to see the the heel
1: get punched in the mouth. Absolutely, yep. and if I can. And if I can get them that worked up to where, you know, that they're just dying to see it, and then all of a sudden it happens, you know, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, and uh, one thing I did want to bring up, uh, something that I uh, you posted online uh, a few months back and everything. If anybody wants to see you get, you know, hit in the mush, they can always go on WWE and see as you're sitting <laughs> in a chair get kicked in the face. Um, yes, and leading into that. <laughs> How was that and how did you get into that spot to be able to do that?
1: Um, I've done I've done some work for WWE off and on since twenty fifteen. Okay. Um and a lot of the times I've been there, I've just been um just somebody extra. I've 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 been a cop, I've uh-huh. been a paramedic, I've been a ringside doctor. Uh they hadn't they did a uh Oh, I think it was like a Memorial day barbecue party outside of one of the arenas. Uh They had me as the, the the DJ. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Okay, cool. There. And so I've done all that kind of stuff, um, for a long time. And then, um, that particular time I was there, they needed somebody to sit at, you know, to look kind of like a uh, production assistant Uh and, um, I remember Michael Hayes looking at me as we were all gathered around and they were trying to figure out who they're going to use. He looked at me and said, I like that guy right there. (laughs) And so they stuck me in that chair next to the ring announcer and the timekeeper. And I just waited for the time. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, all of a sudden I seen Drew McIntyre flying through the air and kicking the crap out of me.
0: It was a Claymore, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Well, and I remember whenever you posted that along and said online, I said, well, at least you looked good doing it. You know, you, you made yeah. it look very <laughs> well.
1: So, <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, re- recently, uh, did you see anything that I posted re- uh, I've posted recently? I've seen a few things. Back in September, when Braun Strowman made his return to WWE, mm-hmm. uh, that was in uh, Kansas City, I was one of the. Th- um, I was one of the three security guards that slid in to the ring and got beat up. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't see that one. Okay. That's cool. And, uh, and he smashed my face in. it hurt real bad. Uh, (laughs) and then, um, the most recent one was just a few weeks ago. Um, I was on SmackDown, me and four other guys, Uh um, come out and we were supposed to take on Braun Strowman in a five on one match. But um, Strowman came flying down the uh, entryway uh-huh. like a dang uh, r- runaway train, and basically knocked us all down like a set of bowling pins. <laughs> oh, they—they <laughs> so.
0: they are definitely um, putting him over quite a bit when it comes to his strength. Which, and I'm not downplaying his strength at all because that is a very strong man but they they make him look like a
1: Mack truck whenever uh, he's on there. Yeah. That, that was a pretty cool moment for me because um, like I said, I've worked for WWE off and on since 2015, Uh done so many things for them, but never have I been able to be in my wrestling gear and do anything. I, 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 now I've had a couple of tryout matches for them, Uh but it's been like off camera. Okay. Um, so I've got to be in my in my gear then, right? Um. So so the the people who make decisions can see me mm-hmm. in it, but nothing on camera on national TV up until just that recent SmackDown. So I got you being able to make an entrance through the WWE entryway right. in my Iceman gear uh, was awesome, even though it only lasted for a couple of minutes until stroman come down and just us all over Um, (laughs) it was it was pretty awesome uh just just to do that so i'm hoping i'm still holding out hope that one day before i decide to get out of wrestling and retire that uh i get a match on wwe so that's cool and uh that was another
0: question that i had is uh do you have any goals for the near future um I'm, i'm guessing that that would be one
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I've I've kind of got a wrestling bucket list, basically, okay. um, which which included has has included um, different guys on the independent scene. I've always wanted to wrestle that I haven't. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, w- one of the big ones is to have either a match or uh, quite a few matches on national TV. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I would love to do it for WWE, but if some reason i got an opportunity to do it with aew i'd be extremely grateful for that as well right but um but just just on national tv i i i need i need and want that to happen before i decide to hang it up so
0: and yeah, i totally get that yeah
1: i've been able to check off uh some things off my wrestling bucket list you know as far as like guys i've wrestled uh-huh. um you know, always wanted to do work, you know, work for WWE. And, well, I've been able to do that multiple times. Um, so I'm extremely gr- grateful for that blessing to be able to do that. So, right.
0: So who are some of the, uh, you were saying that you've got to check some of the stuff off of your list. Has there been any uh, who big names that you've gotten to wrestle?
1: Um, I wrestled um, Delirious from okay. R- R- Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrestled him. Well, we both were still pretty early on in our uh, career. Um, I think it's is even before he got signed by Ring of Honor. But um, so I got to wrestle Delirious early on. Um, other guys like R- Ricky Cruz from like the St. Louis area, um, I've got to wrestle him. Um, a St. Louis legend, uh, the human wrecking ball, Pete Madden. Yeah. Um, I've got to wrestle him. I actually talked him. Um, out of retirement he was had been retired for two years hadn't wrestled for two years and um, a company I wrestled for pretty regular for a couple of years or so Metro Pro Wrestling out of Kansas City Uh um, the promoter called me and said hey you're booked for the show coming up but I don't have an opponent for you and I said well can I find one he said absolutely (laughs) well Pete, Pete Madden was on my list so I started thinking of you know, guys, that's worked for Metro pro who could I get this that, or the other. Yeah. So I called, so I called up Pete and I said, Pete, I need a favor. Um, and I've known Pete for a lot of years. Uh-huh. And once we got to talking and ideas started flowing, he, he goes, damn it, man, you're, you're, you've done talk me into it. He goes, <laughs> I thought I was done. <laughs> and so I got him to, um, come out of retirement for a match and, um that match can be found on YouTube as well. I did a, a gimmick in Metro Pro. I was the undisputed international dance champion. All right. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> where <laughs> where my whole gimmick was every show I came out and did an open challenge um to my opponent that was already announced. It's like they'd bring the <laughs> opponent out. Yeah. And then and then I would challenge them to a dance-off. I'd come out with this big trophy, uh, the whole thing. And so I claimed that I won this trophy in an international dance contest, which makes me the best dancer in the world.
0: Yeah.
1: And the universe and however else I would put it. <laughs> so my my challenge was, is like I would tell all my opponents is, before we wrestle, you have to accept my challenge to a dance-off. Uh-huh. So every match had some sort of different different dance and gosh I had so much fun with that and I ran with that for like uh probably a year and a half it was it was awesome and um
0: <laughs> that's that sounds really cool I wish I could have seen
1: that oh yeah well you you can you can find a lot of a lot of my footage from Metro Pro on uh YouTube okay um yeah all you got to do is I think you just look up Metro Pro wrestling uh-huh. um you might be able to um just punch in Metro Pro Wrestling, the Iceman, and narrow it down because it was um, every episode was done for TV. Okay, because um, we were on TV every Saturday. Oh, right um, on. Uh, I think it was lo- local out of mm-hmm. Kansas City, but pretty well everybody. Basically, if you could pick up a Kansas City station, yeah, you were able to you you were able to watch that show, um, which was awesome to be part of a company that had that kind of uh, TV deal. Um, Yeah. Especially on a, on a smaller scale. Yeah. Um, That's still really impressive. Oh yeah. Yeah. The promoter, uh, Chris Goff, he had worked for WWE at one time. He was on their uh, creative team Uh for probably a couple of years back in like the early two thousands or whatever. Uh Not too long after he got out of college, he was able to get a job with them. So, When he came back to Kansas City, where he's from, he worked for one of the local um, news stations there. So, in turn, he was able to get hooked up with some TV time. So, every one of my matches was done. We start off with a dance-off. We do our thing. The match would start. And so, it was fun. But me and Pete ended up having a hardcore (laughs) dance-off. All right. So I'll kind of leave that up to your imagination of how that went. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to have to look that up so I can watch that one. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, you know, now that I brought that up, that probably falls into another one of my favorite matches um, okay. of, of, of all time. I'd say probably in that top five. Yeah. Um, so I've named off three. So I guess if we keep talking, I might think of the rest. <laughs> <laughs> I've. My, my memory is not quite like what it used to be, you know, it, that happens to guys that get slammed around on a regular basis.
0: It happens to all of us uh, since I've started doing this. I've only been doing this for about a year, but um, I get so sidetracked on what I'm talking about. I actually have a notepad in front of me now that I keep. And as I'm talking, I write down like one or two words to help me remember the things that I want to ask um on here and as we're talking something else oh well that'd be a good question as well so i'll write something down there too (laughs) so yeah no i get it that's just part of getting older yes (laughs) absolutely (laughs) so do you have any other um hobbies or anything that you actually like to do
1: um yeah well like i said i used to be a dj so for a lot of years i worked a full-time job wrestled and ran a dj business so, wow. um, I got out of the DJ business about three years ago, finally okay. hit the burnout on that. So, yeah. um, as far as hobbies go, I mean, I, I go to the gym three, four times a week. Um, I, I, I like to play video games. I'm a big, uh, Madden guy. Yeah. I, I love playing Madden.
0: Okay. Um,
1: really just about any sports games. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I shouldn't say any. Uh, football, basketball, baseball; okay. those are those are my three. Um, right now, I'm deep in the Madden 23, the the newest one. So, ah, okay. Um, but I, I mean, as far as a hobby goes, that's probably really it. I mean, it's um, playing video games. My wife talked me into buying a camper like four years ago. Oh, and so so we go camping on any we try to on any of the free weekends. Um, that I have yeah. Um, I never thought I would enjoy something like that Because I never was an outdoor Kind of guy growing up uh-huh. You know, my idea of camping was Sleeping in a tent And I'm like, yeah, not going to do that um, <laughs> And so after a couple of times Of camping in a tents, We borrowed the camper one time From my uncle And that quickly changed my mind I said, you know, this was pretty nice To be able to sleep in a bed not on the ground right <laughs> um, you know ha- have a little bit of a bathroom to go to not have to venture out in the woods and you know <laughs> yeah yeah no I totally get that yeah so um, <laughs> so she she was on me for like a year and I finally gave in I said fine let's go see if we can find one and yeah so I own a camper so we so that's kind of kind of something that we we like to go do um yeah i don't know if i have like any like real hobbies per se yeah um i i have a 4 year old grandson that i like to hang out with so oh cool um, yeah that's that that's super fun um i never thought i would be a grandpa uh-huh. but um it when i first was told i was going to be it took me a little bit to kind of wrap my head around that <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah you know because in my mind in my mind i think of my grandpa's you know you're yeah. older yeah you know I, i'm like so that is pretty much it you know I, I like spending time with family friends you know that kind of we always do get together go to somebody's house hang out drink a little beer play a little cards jump on some side by sides and go riding um yep you know, that, that, that kind of stuff. So right on.
0: Well, I've got two more questions for you before I get you off of here. And um, so do you have anything new that's coming up that maybe you want to announce?
1: Uh, Yeah, I've got four matches coming up in December. Okay. Uh, before I take an extended break off um, after Christmas time. Okay. Um, I always try to free myself up around the holidays. Like mm-hmm. I was off last weekend I'm off this coming weekend and then kick it in high gear for four shows in a row and then take a little more time off. (laughs) There you go. Um, Let's see. December 3rd, I will be back at Mid-States Wrestling in Harrison, Arkansas. Um, December 10th, I will be back at New Breed Wrestling down in Eldon, Missouri. Mm -hmm. I will be defending my New Breed Wrestling tag team team championships with my partner hard luck hal rogers he's a guy out of kansas city um december 16th i will be in bethany missouri for tri-states wrestling and Mm -hmm. then december 17th i'll be in macon missouri for tri-states wrestling so i have a back-to-back one there so
0: right on well man uh, I, like I said, I, I told you I had two questions left, but I, I lied. I had three actually. So, oh yeah, no, that's fine. That's um, fine.
1: I've, I've still, I've still got a little bit of time. So yeah, we're, we're good.
0: All right. So uh, I I wanted to ask you this cause uh, it, you're what I would consider a veteran in the business. Now you've been around for a minute. And uh, do you have any advice for any of the new people who are just trying to break into the business?
1: <clears throat> I was just, Just asked this question the other day. Um, The best advice that I can give is um, never stop learning. Mm -hmm. Um, Always listen to the veterans. um, And listen to any advice, whether it's good or bad. And the reason why I say that is because obviously the good advice is going to help you. Yes. Bad bad advice can help you as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if you take bad advice from somebody who claims to be an experienced veteran, uh, which there are some out there that don't really know what they're talking about, right. take, take that bad advice, ask somebody you trust, mm-hmm. especially a veteran and say, Hey, I heard this. Should I be doing this or should I be doing something else? So you can take that bad advice and hopefully get taught something good with some good advice if if that makes sense um and and then you know the backup again you know like i said never stop learning i i've been wrestling for 22 years i'm 48 years old and i still try to learn something all the time when it comes to wrestling um i have a notepad next to my recliner i will fire up wwe network um pull up some old footage even some of the new footage and I'll take notes if there's a move that I like that I think I can do I write it down if there's you know how somebody is doing the psychology in a match I'll make a note of it so I, I'm I'm if if I'm not training in the ring which I don't train as much as I should or or as much as I want to um, that's just because life gets in the way <laughs> right, right, um, I will do well, I guess you can say tape study, even though it's not tape, but um you know, kinda like how football players will watch tape of the, the team they've got coming up right, uh, right that's you know that's what I highly recommend for anybody new to the business to do uh, pull up some of the older footage, yes, because a a lot of that stuff isn't being done now today, it's like. And I love today's wrestling. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of today's wrestling. I follow it. I have the utmost respect in, um, for the guys who can do a lot of the crazy high-flying stuff. Um, but obviously, since I was raised with old-school wrestling, that's kind of what I always go back to. Yeah. Um, if you go back and watch a lot of that old stuff and take notes you could use some of that stuff in your match now. Mm -hmm. And there's chances are somebody's probably not ever seen that. Right. Because it's because a lot of people, a lot of fans nowadays, unless they grew up a fan, they won't go back and watch the old stuff. Yep. Yeah. So they're not familiar with, you know, some of the older characters or some of the guys that were great mainstays, like in WCW, um and stuff like that that had a lot of those undercard guys yeah. that I remember just as much as I remember Ric Flair, the four horsemen sting, all of that stuff like that. So right, you know. So basically listen to all advice, good or bad, never stop learning. Awesome.
0: All right, man. And one last thing if people want to follow you, how can they do that?
1: They can follow me. I am on all social media platforms. All right. I'm on face I'm on Facebook. Um you can either follow me on my personal page or my Iceman page. If you type in the Iceman, you can find me on Facebook. You can find both of my pages. I try to keep both of them up to date with what I'm doing. Right. Um so I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, Snapchat and TikTok. Awesome. Uh, um I'm, I'm trying to think uh Let's uh, see. TikTok, I think I'm under the Iceman 2. Um, uh-huh. I had to go with that because somebody already had the Iceman on ah, there. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and then Instagram and Twitter are both the same thing. It's at the Iceman 4EVA. That's the number 4 EVA. All right.
0: Awesome, man. Well, it has been wonderful talking to you. I've had a great time and i can't wait to see what happens next and hopefully we will see that live match on wwe soon with you i i hope so
1: i if if that happens uh everybody will know it for sure <laughs> <laughs> i will i will scream it from the mountaintop i will i will talk about it and show it to everybody until they get tired of it <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right man well it was great talking to you tonight
1: yeah, yeah, man, I had a, I had a great time. I had a great time. Thank you very much.
0: All right, well, you have a good night. All right,
1: you too. All right. What's up, everybody? This is the Showcase Alex Royal, brand new host of When This Microphone Hits My Mouth. You, well, you get the idea. We're gonna be bringing you guys new episodes every single week, keeping the same popular style format that we had on what can you offer my other podcast with John Cross be sure to check that one out because every once in a while you might see another special episode and you never know John might cameo on this one every once in a while but we're going to bring you unique perspectives on all things Oklahoma wrestling pop culture entertainment podcast and really honestly just anything that pops up we're just going to have a free for all have conversations have guests and have a grand old time so be sure to check us out every single week the goal is to have a new episode drop every single Friday So you, yourself, your friends, and everybody else listening to this right here can check us out. Be sure to check back. Are you in middle school?
0: Or do you have a middle schooler?
1: If you said yes to either of the above, then listen to me and my dad on our podcast, The Middle School Month.
0: If you listened to us last season... We covered a variety of topics such as life at school, video games, and Sun even interviewed special guests like the head writer of the 10 News Podcast and middle school teachers.
1: And we are back for season two, and who knows what's going to happen while I'm in seventh grade this year.
0: You can find our podcast, The Middle School Mind, on our website, themiddleschoolmind.com or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, everybody, I hope that you enjoyed that episode with the Iceman, Howard Moritz. He was a lot of fun to talk to, and I'm glad that I was able to finally get him on the show. I loved hearing the stories that he had to tell, and I look forward to having him back on in the future. After we got off there, we did talk about having him back on uh, at some point. And, uh, so, yeah, I hope that you guys look forward to that as much as I do, and I, like I said, I hope that you enjoyed this episode So I've got some really cool episodes that are going to be coming up here pretty soon. Uh, Next week I will have on Duke Cornell. He is another wrestler that I've got to see a few times in person. And I look forward to having him on, uh, talking to him about some of the stories that he has in wrestling. Um, The week following that I have on the band Reverse. They are a metal band that I found on Instagram Uh, right around the same time that I dropped the uh, With Some Friends episode, and I look forward to having them on to talk about their music. They've got some really cool stuff that's coming out. Um, Everything that I've heard from them I've really enjoyed, and I can't wait for you guys to hear that episode with them. The week following that, I have on with me a wrestler that you actually just heard a promo for. He has a podcast himself. He is a wrestler out of the Oklahoma area, and I'm very excited to get him on to talk about you know how he got started in wrestling and some other things uh as well and that is Alex Royal. Uh I also will be having on Tommy Dean around that same time. Um I'm not exactly sure when that episode will drop, but I will be having him on. And then the week after that I will have on Big Man Thrash. He is um a man who has teamed up with Tim Rockwell uh to be part of the villains. Um he is uh Really cool guy. I've enjoyed talking with him in the past and I can't wait to have him on. First time I saw him, he actually was teaming up with Tim Rockwell. So yeah, I can't wait to have him on to talk about some of the things that he's got going on in his wrestling and everything like that. So another cool thing that I have coming up is I have a first in-person interview that's not somebody that I work with or that I know in my personal life. It's uh, a wrestler that has a wrestling promotion In the Northwest Arkansas area, Uh, he runs the Ozark Mountain Wrestling, and I'm very excited to have on Ivan Warsaw. He will be in studio with me to talk. Should be a really cool episode. I can't wait to do this. I reached out to him about having him come on, talk on my show and stuff like that, and he was like, I'd really love to do one in person. So, that's going to be... Something new that I haven't got to do in the past, really, and I'm very excited to have him on. Uh, Like I said, I'm not really sure when that episode will air, but it is going to be coming out soon. So, as you people know, I've been talking about, I've got merch coming out, I've got merch coming out. Well, it's finally here. There are two different t-shirts that are out on uh, Shirtcasters, and I will put a link to it in my show notes. You can go on there and order t-shirts from them Um, with my logo on it. And uh, yeah, uh, there's a promo code that you can use to get 10% off, and that's uh, DadPod. So go out there, buy a shirt, buy some merch. That way people are like, oh, well, what's that? Well, this is the cool podcast that I listen to, and you should look into it too. And uh, yeah, just uh, go out there, get the stuff. Uh, I'm very happy with what I've got going on. I will have other merch that will be coming out. Soon as well. Right now, it's just the T-shirts, but I am excited to have them out, uh, and that's on Shirtcasters. Um, and like I said, I will have a link to them in my show notes. If you guys would like to follow me online, you can do so by going on Facebook or Instagram or uh, Twitter or even the new one called Hive. Um, I am on all of those. On Facebook, you can find me at i y g a d a p, or you can just search for if you give a dad a podcast. Um, I'm also on Instagram, and you can find me there, and that's at Give a Dad a Podcast. You can find me on Twitter, and that's at dadpodcast11, and also on Hive at dadpodcast11. I update these places regularly to keep you guys up to date with what's going on with the show. Um, I really like the new Hive. It's a lot of fun to uh, interact with people on there. There's not all the algorithms that kind of keeps your numbers down to where only a few people see your stuff, kind of like Twitter has been doing here lately. Um, People are very good about interacting. So, yeah, if you haven't jumped on there, maybe give it a shot. It's a lot of fun to kind of interact with people on there. Um, If you guys want to send me an email, you can do so by sending one to my Gmail account, and that is giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. Send me a line. Tell me what you think of the show. Tell me if I have one of these guests that I have coming on. If you have questions for them, send them to me, and I'll be more than happy to ask them your questions. Um, If you want to tell me my show sucks, (laughs) go ahead and tell me. Uh, Send me a message on there. If you want to tell me that you love it, I'd love to hear from you. Um, Also, if you could, go out and rate and review this show. If you like what you hear here, or if you don't, Go out there. Give me a, a rating and a review. Let me know what you guys think. Um, I, I look forward to knowing how you guys feel about this. That way I know if I'm bringing you the content that you want to hear. If there's something else that you would like to hear, reach out to me and tell me. I am more than willing and able to adjust to make my listeners um, happy with what they hear. And uh, I love doing this show. I love interacting with you guys, it's a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to do more interaction with you guys in the future. I've got some cool things that will be coming up here pretty soon that I haven't got to talk to you about yet, but they will be coming up in the next few months, and once it gets closer, I will be able to talk about them. Uh, So just stay tuned to the show, and uh, yeah, I think you guys are going to be pleased with everything that's coming up in the near future also want to give a shout-out to my um, podcast network that I'm a part of. Go out there, listen to some of these other guys and their podcasts as well. They've got some great content, and that's the OIW Podcast Network. I'm very happy to be a part of that. And, uh, yeah, just go out there, listen to some of their stuff as well. Whenever you're waiting for a new episode of If You Give a Dad a Podcast to drop, go out there and listen to some of these other guys. They've got some really good stuff as well. And lastly, I'd like to give a shout out to my sponsor RNL Designs. They actually have some pretty cool deals that are coming up uh, here in the near future. They've got their Christmas stuff that's coming out. Um, go out and hit them up. They have all kinds of custom things that you can get from them. And uh, yeah, I'm sure they would love to have the business. So yeah, hit them up. RNL Designs. I'll have a link to them in my show notes. As well as everything else, I'm now putting links to the podcasts that I am advertising for in my show notes as well. And I have a link to the OIW Podcast Network as well on there. I try to give you guys links to all that stuff. That way you can find it in one place. So, yeah, just uh, look in the notes for all the stuff that I've been mentioning here. And uh, I'm like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the future. So I'm going to bring this episode to a close. I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I will see you next time. Bye. If you enjoyed our show, come back next week. Come on, guys. You know you want to come.